Welcome, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another exciting episode of Tech on Trial, the podcast where we explore the fascinating intersection of technology in the legal world. I'm your host, so I have Victor with me, and we are getting ready to have our minds blown. Hey, Sal, great to be here. I've been practicing my podcast voice all week long, so I hope it's good this week. Hey, you look good. Yeah. <laughs> so before we dive into the nitty gritty, let's give our listeners a quick intro to what Paco Trial is about. So uh, we're here to unravel the mysteries of how technology is shaping the legal landscape, the documents landscape, from AI to blockchain and everything in between. So buckle up and be sure to hit the subscribe button so you can follow the new episodes and get uh, tuned from everything new in tech and legal. Let's kick off today's episode with the fascinating subject of AI and its role in improving the legal research and analysis. Victor, since you are the expert, why don't you give us a little bit of an intro of this thrilling topic? So artificial intelligence, has emerged in, it's been around a while. And really since like 2015, it's been at the forefront of a lot of transactional things, but it's lately started to really emerge for the legal world. The The end goal is so that uh, legal firms and individual lawyers themselves and all kinds of legal practitioners have the ability to have sort of like a sidekick or agent or a little bot or whatever that's helping to streamline the work, making research easier, making creation of motions, pleadings, and agreements, and all the stuff that goes around uh, the legal profession much more easy. And it helps with better informed decisions. And of course, because we want to make sure that we're we're being fair and just, it's, its intent is to deliver justice at lightning speed. Oh, yeah, that's fast. So we've been hearing about AI for so long, right? So in terms of fitting in the new technologies and fitting into this AI revolution, how does, for example, Apogee fit in? Right. So for those who don't know, Apogee Suite is our platform and our answer to the legal AI world. And it's very much at the forefront of this whole AI revolution. We've developed really great cutting edge powered AI powered tools that can do a lot of the nitty gritty research and fact finding that your articling students, your interns, your paralegals, all those people would have done in the past, except that because it's a bot, it doesn't sleep, it doesn't take breaks, it doesn't have bad days. It's just accurate and really good. What that does is it, it complements your, your skills, the skills that you've developed over years of experience and all of the, the hard work that you've done all throughout your career. So now you're armed with the absolute best AI and also your absolute best skills. Wow. That's fantastic. Well, let's just dive deep into the heart of the matter. Are you ready? Yeah, hit me with those questions. <laughs> okay, so I think like the first one that we got from a lot of people is how does these AI assist legal professionals? How do they actually conduct through legal research and what advantages? Well, that's a, a, a great question. So AI and more broadly, or I guess more gen, more specifically, yeah, more specifically Apogee Suite itself, like we were starting to mention, acts as like an intelligent research assistant, for lack of a better term. 
what it does is it's it's really able to sift through like really large amounts of legal data almost immediately. So we'll call it record time, but like it's very fast, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Um, what it does really well is it identifies precedents, relevant case law, statutes, any kind of scholarly articles. And really, it's meant to save you just countless hours of research. You know, we've all seen some lawyer show where they're all sitting in like their research library and they're there overnight or sometimes over many nights and nobody seems to ever sleep in these lawyer shows. We're giving you the gift of sleep. So that's the whole purpose <laughs> is to get you guys to sleep again. I mean, that's really what the efficiency comes down to is that it lets you focus on higher level tasks, strategy, crafting really good arguments and pleadings. And at the end of the day, it's like having this little Robin by your side where you're still Batman, but you know, who doesn't want Robin, of course, right? So, so legal research, superhero to yeah, the yeah. rescue. Kind That's of. right. <laughs> we're, we're Alfred, we're here building tools for you. <laughs> so in, and in terms of, there's always, of course, like new tech, new concerns and challenges and so on. Like what are the challenges that you've been facing over the last couple of years in developing this and then the market itself? Yeah, well, generally AI, like if we go even step outside of NLP altogether, there's like mass, mass benefits that can be gleaned from a model of some sort, depending on what you're trying to solve. But of course there's concerns. Some of the ones that most people hear of all the time is generally like a challenge around accuracy. And then also then getting into bias and transparency of, of the AI mm -hmm. algorithms. That's usually in like the governance side of things, which is very important in the legal world. So these bias and errors can like creep up, let's say, and I'm sure everybody who's played around with ChatGPT has seen it sort of hallucinating and doing things. That's not quite the same. Those are errors, but biases are like my entire data set was all about one very specific type of person in the law. So I was only caring about precedents that were like 40 year old black man rather than anything else. And now wow. all of my cases and decisions and precedents are going to be specifically in that world, which leads to possibly weird output. That's why it's really, really crucial to develop like robust AI systems and models. You have to yeah. continuously monitor the performance of those models. And in a sense, you sort of need an owner-operator-like relationship with your platform so that the AI is doing its thing, but you have ultimate say over whether or not that's the answer you want. So kind of a perfect blend of human decision-making and artificial intelligence, I guess. Absolutely. So, yeah, so that there is also, in terms of kind of looking at outcomes and so on, there must be some implications around the legal profession itself, yeah? Oh, for sure. I mean, so much of the actual decisions that exist in the legal profession are published, right? There are certain cases that they'll never publish, but you know, the majority of cases are published. So you can get to a place where you have the entire argument. You can even get a version of the documents and, and pleadings and agreements and everything that was part of that case. And then you can sort of, package up what a trial looks like, but in data, which is quite cool because that can leave you to a place where through the vast amount of data that you got and through obviously having a lot of historical and past decisions and really, I guess, outcomes of legal decisions, you can, before starting a case, get to a place where you understand whether it would be fortuitous to even <laughs> go 
and try that case because you may be the kind of lawyer who's not getting paid on retainer or on hours and billables and you are waiting until the totality of the case is done to get yeah. paid so now you're thinking well if i'm not going to win this case i'm not going to get paid very well so i probably don't want to pursue it you know so it's a very early signal and it at least gives you pause for thought as to whether or not to really jump in because you may be at a disadvantage right from the get-go yeah yeah do you have any examples of these tools and what applications do can we currently see in the market they are gonna kind of in the future revolutionize the way that legal research is done uh absolutely i mean really one of those such tools is our research assistant we call it paralegal ai right in the middle so paralegal we don't mm -hmm. say a because even though we're canadian it's, sort of it's still paralegal be clever hmm? <laughs> yeah just you know we're tech people so at the end of the day you know it's either that or we do like greek mythology so we want paralegal <laughs> we stayed on message generally paralegal uses nlp so natural language processing to understand all kinds of legal queries and it retrieves very precise results from its embeddings which you can think of almost as databases embeddings are just like knowledge it's kind of the way that nlp large models memorize things. So imagine like your brain is sitting there, it's now embedded with new knowledge. It's kind of cool. Yeah. Then there's, we have a contract analysis part and module of our Apogee suite that analyzes the inherent contracts and identifies potential risks, ambiguities, things that you may have missed just by scanning through, which a lot of people do with all kinds of contracts. And then let's not forget about our general advisor, like the paralegal advisor themselves. It's an AI-driven e-discovery agent that streamlines the process of sifting through like just hordes and mountains of evidence. All of these innovations packaged together really help lead the way in legal research and help are starting to help change the paradigm as to how research is done. Yeah, I mean, like a, probably the charge towards like a brighter legal future, I guess, in this future, of course, like there is some sort of a vision that like everyone has it and so on. What is your vision around what's happening next? Ah, uh, so this is like the crystal ball. <laughs> Let's have, you know, Wizard of Oz. How do we do this? Well, Sal, I truly think that AI is going to continue to evolve and it's going to become ever more integrated into all kinds of legal realms, but specifically in legal research. It just makes a lot of sense. We can expect systems like ours to become more sophisticated with time, have much better language understanding, as you can imagine, large language models get better. And if you knew ChatGPT, or sorry, GPT-2, as compared to GPT-4 now, there's a massive leap in technology generally. And of course, very much improved predictive capabilities. So the NLP understands the text, but then you still have to do something with it, right? Sure. Yeah. Also, there's the the matter of collaboration between, you know, actual lawyers, like legal professionals and the AI. And we believe that that's going to become the norm. It's going to become very much sort of like you all of a sudden got a Blackberry and you were on that Blackberry all the time. And then you were like, this sucks. Let me get an iPhone. And now it's an iPhone and then it becomes whatever. So that people yeah. sort of change their habits a little bit. And with like little nudges, we think that uh, lawyers themselves will start moving towards the world of AI as they trust it more. That's why we sort of put this out as a 
owner operator model, letting them kind of play with it until they really start trusting it and getting to a point where they're like, okay, set it and forget it. So we really, yeah. really think that overall, the future is super bright for the legal professional, buddy. So I can almost see the robot AI power judges and people around the courtroom, maybe not just yet. <laughs> it's always an incredible pleasure to get some of your wisdom around that. I always learn a lot about it. My pleasure, Sal. I mean, it's always fun and always a great part of the week to geek out about the future, about technology oh, yeah. and about the law. Yeah. I love our talks. Before we wrap up, just remember to subscribe and follow our podcast and check the future episodes where we dive deep more into this mind-boggling robot tech, AI, legal topics. Stay curious. Stay tuned. See you in the next one. All right. Take care, everybody. Catch you on the next episode. Cheers.